Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 61. We had a game yesterday. The Eagles are 5-0. But first, before we get into any of that, I want to give you a reminder to please drop us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram. We're at at wingin.it.pod. And please drop us a follow on YouTube. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so that you're not missing any content from us. Boys, we are 5-0. I don't know about you, but this felt like the most complete game that I've seen so far out of the Eagles this season. And frankly, it wasn't even complete. So I'm pretty excited. (laughs) Alex, I'll start off with you. What were your thoughts on the game yesterday? Dude, what are my thoughts on the weekend? What an exciting weekend to be a Philly sports fan. I mean, just to start out, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies knocking off the Atlanta Braves for game one. Huge Rocking the Phillies gear today. We have a game tonight at 6. Can't wait to see that. And then the Eagles going 5-0. and Dude, I just got to say it time and time again. Our fans travel like no other. You know, since we've started the Instagram page, we've seen just so many different, you know, levels of fandom. All of the stories have just been so excited to go through. Dude, It the NFL gave us 17 home games this year. Um, the fans are just absolutely wild. We just show up. What an exciting time to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, we're spoiled. We are so spoiled, but it's like we deserve it. And you, <laughs> we deserve it. And because you, for example, you look at the Atlanta Stadium during the Phillies game, especially after just watching what Citizens Bank Park looked like the, the series before. It is it is the 12th man of Seattle. It is it is a true home field advantage. And yeah, you go to Atlanta, you see these empty cushioned seats behind home plate throughout the entire game. You see batters on the Phillies with two strikes against them and the crowd isn't reacting at all. And now we go across the country to LA and I had to like kick myself because I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is an away game. And I our fans brought it as they do every single week. I love being a part of this sports town and this sports community. And uh, this is as good as it gets, man. This is as good as it gets as a sports fan. So let's let's talk about some – let's just talk about all of it. Well, the All Eagles, right, guys. Yeah, I mean, do you, let's – do you want to get – let's get into two up, two down. Why don't – why don't we uh, – why don't we kick it off? Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. All right, I am going to kick us off this week. Man, a lot of ups. We have not walked into too many episodes where there have been a lot of ups. But I actually want to take us back right before the halftime, 32 seconds remaining on the clock before we head into halftime. Jalen Hurts throws a deep ball to A.J. Brown. Then there's a horse collar tackle. Then Jalen Hurts underthrows a ball on purpose to get the pass interference called. Ball gets placed at the one-yard line, tush push in. 
Here's why that is just so incredibly important to me. There are only a handful of teams that when you think about, hey, 30 seconds isn't enough time, and the Eagles are now going to be on that list. You see that with the Buffalo Bills. You see that with the Kansas City Chiefs. Tom Brady made a career of being lethal under one minute. Russell Wilson, when he was actually a decent quarterback at one point, Aaron Rodgers as well. We are now joining elite company when you think about explosiveness, when our back is up against the wall and we need to make a big play. That is just such a good indicator that we are just doing the right things and we have the offensive weapons to do it. So that's going to be my first up. Andrew Ali, what do you think about it? I mean, the one thing that I'll highlight on that specific drive at the end of the game is that 32 seconds is where we started the drive at. If you recall, yeah. the first play that like we 16. did, <laughs> yeah, the, the first play that we did was a nine yard run where Jalen Hurts scrambled out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And then the second play was an incomplete pass to Devontae Smith. It was third and one, 17 seconds left before we hit that 58 yard play. I loved the play calling of this game. It it truly looked like we were getting back on track. Four plays, 75 yards. That was hands down the turning point of the game. And I kid you not, I had a lot of fear that Ali's prediction last week was going to come true if it wasn't for that drive. So Alex, you hit the nail on the head. That was the drive of the game. Yeah, I actually posted, and we'll talk about it when we talk about the downs, but I posted on Facebook right before halftime, the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to win this game. The secondary is comically bad, and boy, did I get ripped after the game. I decided to share it, leave it up, and put a whole bunch of clown faces on it, so shout out to all the people on Facebook that wanted me to dress like a clown this episode, but hey, <laughs> loved seeing it. We'll talk a little bit about the defense. My second up is going to be that this is easily the Jalen Hurts that we know in the best game that he's had this season. Now, I will admit his stat sheet isn't doing him any favors to be any front runner for MVP candidates. I really don't think Jalen really cares that much about at this point. But this is just so reminiscent of me sitting at the link multiple times this year. And Jalen Hurts comes out. They're throwing the ball four times in a row, three and out, three and out, throwing the ball. Why aren't we running it? This is what happens when that play calling actually works. This is exactly what they drew it up to look like. And although we didn't really establish the run, which, come on, man, you're running up against Aaron Donald. I mean, you have some really difficult – you have a difficult defensive line you're going out. This just looked exactly like how I figured we would would have drawled it up. And not only that, Jalen Hurts looked amazing running the ball. He didn't take any hard hits. He ran through some tackles, and he even had some defenders on skates. What a stat line for him to throw for 303 yards and run for 72. Guys, this looked like the Jalen Hurts of last season. 87 points. I think it was 87.8 was the QBR. Not the best rating. Like I said, the stat sheet isn't doing us favors. I actually didn't hate the interception that he threw later in the game. You take those away. I think he had a stellar performance. Best performance of the season. I got to say, man, Ali and I talked really quick on IG Live after the game. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see this again. Preseason's over, you know? <laughs> we gave him we gave him the first month. We we said, Jalen, September, do what you gotta do to to find your groove back. And here we are. He's playing M- MVP football. Yeah, eighty seven point eight QBR is actually a really good one. Fifty is average for all NFL quarterbacks. So you get into that upper echelon of 
above 75, above 80, like you're you're talking elite level quarterback play there. So no, I completely agree. Jalen had his easily his best game of the season, and it wasn't even his best game that we've seen him have. So the sky's the limit for this guy. I'm really excited to see what happens over the course of the next few weeks. Yeah, you know, I'm really excited too. It's interesting that you know you're you're running your rushing numbers as a quarterback don't go into your QBR because Matthew Stafford finished with a 92.4 QBR, but only threw for 222 yards. He had two touchdowns, no interceptions, but he didn't help them at all in the run game. So it's kind of interesting how the quarterback position is so much different than it than it has been in years past because of the mobile quarterback, but that doesn't account into your your quarterback rating. Just just a thought. Just a yeah, thought. I, I usually think that like 100 is like a baseline for a really good performance, lights out performance. And yeah. again, I'm saying stat sheet. Not, I, I really don't care about the stats. We, we, we're five and oh, we won the game and it looked really good. I'm just saying when you start getting into the analytics and you start looking at MVP front runners, they're going to start looking at who has the highest stat sheet on all of it and like sure. i said i don't think jalen hurts plays but good call out Ali. right but I, you know i see 300 yards and i like you alex i was i was surprised to to see a sub 90 qbr <laughs> yeah, so agreed. all right i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you with some ups myself um the first drive of the game uh i mean it's the first drive of that first half and then the last drive of the first half that is as good as you can start and end a half as it is not possible to do it any better. Uh, Jalen started the game five for five. They're moving the ball. Welcome back, Goddard. Not welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Goddard. Hello. Four for 45 Oof. on the first drive. Already put up his best numbers of the season in, in, in the first five minutes of the football game. It's like we've we had we've had this 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 tool in our back pocket and we were just waiting for the right time to use it. I think we were talking about the the really good secondary that or at least so far through four games, the Rams have ranked pretty well in pass defense. And what do we do? We unleash the tight end. Well done. Well done. That was great to see. Um, My second up is. I mean, I got to just I just have to speak to the entire second half. That was the best half that we've played. The entire year, um, you know, zero yeah. points, zero points. The Rams put up zero. The Rams put up zero points. And if you include our final drive of the first half, which went four for 75, this is what our drives were. Seven plays for 74 yards, 17 plays for 83 yards, 10 plays for 72 yards. Two of them ended. Two of those drives ended in field goals. Uh, the final drive was seven for twenty, but that's because uh, you know the Rams had turned the ball over on downs, and we were able to just kind of try to kill some clock at that point. I cannot believe that we went from just letting their wide receivers, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, could do whatever they wanted in the first half of this game, mm-hmm. and in the second half, it was a, it was a, it was a completely different football game. That was the best half of football we've seen. This was the best overall game that we've seen by the Eagles. I know people say we haven't had a convincing win. This win convinced me. So I am so happy. Yeah, Drew, I, I think uh, on the da- subject of Dallas Goddard, there was one play where I was like, oh yeah, here he comes. Uh, it was in that first drive when he truck-sticked Russ East, the safety for the, the Rams, and he ran it for like another eight more yards. I was like, this dude is, he, this is his chance right now, right? Like they are clearly coming into this game with a game plan of getting him the ball. And he is show, putting on a clinic of why they need to do it more. I, I loved every bit 
of of offense that went toward Dallas Dallas Goddard's way. That dime that Jalen Hurts threw in the second half when he had off a defensive off his back foot when he had a defensive end covering him. Like this dude, it's like he's been yearning for this moment, and he mm-hmm. made every bit of it. Um, as far as the uh, the second half adjustments for for the the defense is concerned, guys, I was sitting here like I'm not even gonna lie, thinking that. Sean Desai was a downgrade from Jonathan Gannon. Not to say that Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator, but I was contemplating seriously whether or not he was worse. And what I saw yesterday was exactly what we were missing from Jonathan Gannon. Second half adjustments. In the first half, they had Mario Goodrich, Morrow, Eli Ricks covering Cooper Cup. And I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. But then in comes Roby who didn't have a lot of plays, uh, but his defensive stats were, I think, two for six and minus four yards. Like, the guy may not have been a, a like, a, put up a solid performance, but all signs right now point to me thinking that this was, in fact, a good move because we allow our playmakers, Bradbury and Slay, to be on the outsides where they belong. Yeah, and and looking at that 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 Roby play, and I think we we probably saw it when he was on Cooper Cup. They tried throwing the distractions, that bunch formation with some motion. And although Roby wouldn't have gotten there unless it was a perfect throw, he read it the whole entire time. That's yes. the type of veteran presence we we need in there on a veteran wide receiver. The only way Cooper Cup was going to catch it is if Matthew Stafford put it in like a spot that. Most people won't be able to get most of the time. Like he, he, he had them pretty, pretty well covered. So that was really good. I couldn't agree any more with the Dallas Goddard news. I mean, it came out really quick. Um, again, Ali, that back throw foot to Dallas. Got- I mean, that 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 play just encapsulates the whole entire game. If we had a visual aid on what that game looked like, make sure we drop that clip on the YouTube. <laughs> that is that is the play of the game, and that's exactly what it looked like. Just so freaking exciting. It's a great formula when you have an MVP caliber quarterback and then you just have a handful of weapons that you can go to. I mean, just for honorable mention, I was happy to see how much they used DeAndre Swift in the past game. He had six receptions. Yep, look great. I, I, want, I want to see him get those dink and dunk passes and, and just try to find a block, and, and he's explosive. Um, hey, Kenny Gainwell breaking those tackles was pretty impressive too, man. Lots of really good broken tackles this week. Center, yeah, low center of gravity, great balance. So this team is loaded with with depth and with talent. Um, but I am going to take it into my downs. Yep. Um, sorry, you know, sorry to be a downer, but that's that's what I was told by the producers that I'm supposed, to, aka Alex and Ali, that I have to do. <laughs> uh, so. You know, it was a great day for Dallas Goddard, but it may have come at a cost uh, to Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we, we've seen this a little bit last year. It does seem like it can be a little bit game plan dependent. Sometimes there were A.J. Brown weeks. Sometimes there were Devontae Smith weeks. Um, last week we saw both of them. I think Devontae had like seven for 76 last week. But um, ever since the first two weeks of the season where he caught uh, Devontae Smith caught touchdowns the first two weeks of the season, uh, had seven for 47 in a touchdown week one, then four for 131 in a touchdown against Minnesota. But since then, he's had he had four catches for 28 against Tampa Bay. Uh, like I said, he had seven for 78 last week, but one catch for six yards yesterday. Um, he was targeted five times. It felt like it took forever for him to finally get targeted. It might I think it was that final drive of the first half that they that they 
you know, he, he got his first target. So I know that this is not a, this is not panic at all. Like I am so confident that he can put up 150 any, any week that he needs to. Um, and clearly we were looking in other directions, you know, in terms of game plan, which was job well done. So it was another huge AJ week, you know, obviously Goddard had a big week, Devante, not so much, but I'm sure that will turn very soon. And I, I gotta be honest, guys. I don't think I, I, I'm, 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 I've been done with Quez Watkins, but I don't think he's a gamer. I think that the mental things that we've seen in the past with other receivers, namely Jalen Rager, but it seems like there are these guys that are unable to get out of their own way. So even though it was just like a, a minuscule, like he caught the one screen pass and he went to the wrong side of the block, he ran out of bounds instead of staying inside where he probably could have gotten the first down. I'm just tired of it, you know, and and he was a big reason we lost that game to Washington last year. I'm still salty about that. Um, so I'm just I'm, I'm disappointed in Quez. Uh, I, I like what he does in terms of being able to provide speed, but I, I need to see this guy make a game. I, I need to I need him to to be a true difference maker. Actually, I take that back with the weapons we have. We don't need him to be a true difference maker, mm-hmm. but when he does make plays, he can't be hurting the team. And I feel like he hurts the team more than he doesn't when he, when he is on the field. Um, so I guess those are my two. I, I concentrated on two separate wide receivers there. Um, honorable mention. I don't want to see Kenny Gainwell in the red zone all as much as he's been, but sorry if I stole one of yours there, Alex, but you know, again, you did nip. Well, perfect. Let me hand it over to you for more on that. Well, oh, no, before I, I want to hear, uh, yeah, I want to hear Ali's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, as far as uh, Quez is concerned, that play where it was a bubble screen to him, it was like a third and two, and there was like a parting of the Red Seas between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith throwing blocks, and then he chooses to take it to the outside and run out of bounds. It reminded me of this quote by this like obscure basketball player who played a couple of seasons for the Milwaukee Bucks. His name is Shabazz. Can I guess Muhammad. what it is? Well, Shabazz Muhammad. Right. Yeah, is, is it go. can you can you lead a lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink? Uh, or you can't make them find the hole when two of your receivers are blocking. Uh, no, it's <laughs> closed mouths don't get fed, and I'm gonna eat every time I get on the court. When I see that quote and I think about what Dallas Goddard did, that dude was eating when he got to his opportunity. Quez Watkins was out the last couple of games and he got a couple of opportunities. And it's a trust issue, right? If Jalen is throwing you the ball and realizes that you're not making plays when he throws your way, he's going to start to look to other playmakers. And I'm fine, frankly, if Jalen is looking towards Dallas Goddard versus Quez Watkins. Frankly, I'm fine if he's looking at Zacchaeus over Quez Watkins because they're making plays. Can I provide any insights? Any of that? Just yeah, yeah, go for it. You guys taking all my talking points? No, you're totally, you're good. Nothing said. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Seriously, what do you got, Alex? Yeah, I mean, so I will say on that on that screen pass, I I usually am not this optimistic. I actually yelled, "Oh, sick first down!" And he ended up losing a yard on the play. I have no idea how that happened. I mean, that was just like the most optimal way that you can you can have that because I think we have had a lot of screen passes get blown up this year. I agree with your analysis, Ali. 
if you're not going to be if, – if he's not going to get the job, then, then you look away. And we did see in the second half Quez Watkins jumping around the end zone because he was wide open. Well, it's like QB1's not really looking your way. Um, it was a bad read by Jalen, though. He should have seen him back there, and, and that will take me into, into one of my downs. Um, and then the whole comment with you, Andrew, on Devontae Smith, there's not a lot of big plays I would have taken back to say, I like, I would have liked to see Smitty do that. Right. We know Devonte Smith has made big games. He made some really big plays against the commanders. I know he's walking up and down the sideline. He's upset. Nick Sirianni pulled him to the side and, and whatnot, but I wouldn't have done anything different last week. I, I know it looks nice. I know we like the stats. I know Devonte certainly feels that way. I know a lot of people had him in, have him in fantasy, but in my opinion, who cares? I don't care if it's A.J. Brown running down the field with, with 12 seconds after Devontae Smith. As long as QB1's getting it to the right person, we're there. We're good. It is crazy that you see Jalen throw for 300 yards and Devontae has one catch for six. I would never in a million years yeah. expect to see that. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right, getting into my downs, um, I, I did write down Quez Watkins. I think Zacchaeus is certainly a better fit to be in that wide receiver three position. I also saw Quez a few times is kind of give up. Jalen Hurts is running down the field. Quez Watkins is right behind him and significantly faster. And he's just jogging, watching him run down. Like, dude, go, 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 go battle for your quarterback. Go throw a block, get a body in there, do something right. Maybe it wouldn't have made a difference, but he's certainly close enough in some of these plays. Like I hate seeing that lackluster effort. You saw with like Chase Claypool, um, who's now traded to a different team. Like I just, I, I don't want to see that in Quez. Like we can be back at the Super Bowl this year. We are a contending team. Like you need to step it up and, and, and throw your weight in there. Um, the first one I'm going to go to is the biggest second half adjustment we saw was the defensive line bailing out the secondary. The secondary still looked lost. Yes. There were no points in the second half because Jalen Carter and dude, Hassan Reddick, man, freaking wrecking ball. Just absolutely love those guys. They're the ones that brought the heat and it bailed the secondary out. Make no confusion. There were some adjustments made in the secondary, but the secondary still looks lost. <laughs> we need to make sure that that unit is better. And I hope that Nick sees it that way and still says, hey, we need to either address the depth. We need to go get another vet. We need to make sure that we are staying on top of this. There's nothing worse than a convincing win other teams see where your 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 weak spots are, and then they expose that the next week. And now we're playing the New York Jets, coming off a win against the Broncos. I don't know. We'll get into. Thank that goodness later we're playing the Jets. That's, that's a perfect way to get our confidence back up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and no, and and listen, like Dallas losing again last night is huge. Like our schedule is about to get really tough, and now we're two games ahead of a the closest division opponent here. So it's going to get really hard. So we need to we need to get all these wins. I love heading into. Uh, Dolphins uh, six and zero. Like I said, we'll we'll talk about that later this week. But make no mistake, that secondary is going to be a very tough time. So I'm telling Jalen Waddle, uh, the running back from the Dolphins. What's the Acne Achine? What's his name? The guy from the Dolphins, Achan. Yeah, Achan and and Tyree Kill. Okay, that is not the secondary that is going to do a lot of good work against them. So we need to we need to make sure we do that. Second down, um, I did just add this, is our red zone offense is looking a little bit shaky. We're not always going to have the ball in the one-yard line. And there were a few times in the red zone that we walked away with the field goal. We did have the one turnover on downs. We're not always going to be at the one-yard line being able to do a tush-push, okay? By the way, freaking tush-push was unstoppable yesterday. <laughs> These weren't fourth and inches. This was like fourth and a very long two. And we're Nobody. pushing Aaron Donald and everybody out of the way. Absolutely insane. 
nobody can push the tush like we can. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, red zone offense, uh, Quez Watkins secondary still looks lost. Go ahead, Ali. Yeah, no, as far as the tush push is concerned, a couple of weeks ago, I thought that I, I said that I thought that no one else could do it because no one else had a quarterback who could squat 600 pounds. I take that back. Uh, Jalen Hurts was crowd surfing on a couple of those pushes, uh, and it, I, I was I was there for it. I loved every bit of it. Um, you know, Alex, you mentioned the uh, red zone offense. We had six trips in the red zone, and we only converted twice. And you saw mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey being super animated on the sideline, really upset with Nick Sirianni, really upset with Jeff Stoutland. Obviously, after the game, he said that he was emotional. I think there were a lot of emotions on the sideline yesterday because we played our standard. Um, and we weren't meeting that standard in the red zone yesterday. So I, I agree. I think we still have to figure out our red zone issues because if you keep kicking field goals, you're not going to win a whole lot of games in this league. Amen. <laughs> no more comment. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, if, uh, if, if you're uh, if you're cool with it, guys, um, you know we're gonna. Oh, wait. We're... I do want to let you know. I do want to let you know. Uh, yeah. Just a quick update for you. Demar Hamlin is currently leading in the uh, comeback come, comeback comeback player of the year. Uh, he's currently at minus one seventy five. So you're still looking very strong against my strongest efforts to um, for him not to win. Um, I have nothing against. I love the guy. He's inspirational. That's probably why he's winning. All right, I talked myself into it. I'm going to put some money on him. Drew, all you got to do is. Uh... <laughs> All you got to do is just see if he's breathing and he's already come back, right? Like this, it's just, it's such an easy award for him to win. Um, well, guys, uh, I, you know, thanks for kicking it with us. Um, we're going to be back later again this week uh, to talk about our next matchup with the New York Jets. 5-0 and feels amazing. It's the first time in this franchise's history that we are 5-0 and in back-to-back seasons We are witnessing something that's never been done before, and we're all excited to be on the ride for it. Thanks for kicking it with us. This has been Ali, Alex, Andrew. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Fightings.